0: Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Einert. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today for the second episode of a series of episodes around the EIC keynote that Martin Kupinger held at EIC 2022 in Berlin. My guest, of course, is today again, Martin Kupinger, Principal Analyst and um, one of the founders of Kupinger Coal Analysts. Hi, Martin. Good to see you. Hi, Matthias. Pleasure to talk to you again. Great to have you. And we are following up on an earlier episode that we did around the topic of change, changes in digital, uh, different aspects of the real world and the business world and the digitalization as we see it as of now. And how that can be um, used as, on the one hand, opportunities and transformed into opportunities and how to deal with challenges that are there and that cannot be um, um, just removed by ignoring them, how to deal with them properly. And that leads us to the topic for today. Um, that means that um, business, how we are doing it, and especially IT, as we will be doing it in the future, will be different in many aspects. It will be changing. So there will be what you call a paradigm change, and future IT will look very much differently. Um, what will uh, future IT look like? What are the characteristics that you are thinking of and that you mentioned during the keynote at EIC?
1: Yeah. um, Hi, Matthias. I listed 10 characteristics back then. And um, so at the end, all this is, I would dare to say, more evolutionary. So um, at the end, it it will disrupt many of the things or the ways we did things in the past. But uh, on the other hand, it is not that these things just appear and that they are there and change everything. So... It's a journey. And if I take the first one, decentralized. Um, So decentralized technologies such as blockchains, such as distributed ledgers, they are here for quite a while. They are still in their evolution. They're finding their place. Um, They probably have moved from, from high through a phase of disillusion towards um sort of a perspective where we think about what is the real benefit of using that. And there, there are quite a number of these um technologies. So the, the, the 10 ones I listed were decentralized, augmented, dynamic, distributed, hyperconnected, secure, agile, collaborative, composable, and smart.
0: Right, I think we've 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 talked about this aspect of composable already a bit when we when we were talking before the EIC, but I think this composable is a more or less new term that is something that has been just recently coined to to describe a certain aspect, and it goes back to this service aspect, this um, combining existing building blocks into a um, redesignable Lego-like business model. Does that describe it properly? I think the composable part
1: comes from, on one hand, enterprises needs to be need to be more become more agile, more flexible in what they they do, and so um, enterprises are changing. They are doing things themselves. They are working with different partners. So uh, the entire supply chain, so to speak, is uh, becoming more. The entire value chain is becoming more uh, more flexible and will be composed differently um over time. And this change must be reflected at all levels of the lo- line of business applications, but also the underlying IT. And there are I, I would dare to say two two major technology levels which support this. The one is um really orchestration at a business level. So how do we orchestrate uh, processes? And then there's the technical API level um aspect where it's about modern architectures like microservice based architectures, which expose APIs, which can be connected. And the, the point behind that is that uh, I think the thinking must be that future IT must be more, more flexible in the way it, uh, we can construct things, we can bring together things. We can combine different types of um, solutions like SaaS services, but also uh, integrate legacy IT. Um, into something which then works seamlessly together along the
0: business process, along the supplier value chain. Right. Understood. Um, you've mentioned also augmented, and that perfectly fits into that aspect as well. Just recently, I've been talking to my wife about traveling 30 years ago. We went to Malta. And we we wanted to travel there and we, each map that we bought was different. So there was really no, no authoritative source for just traveling. Today, we we, we just use a smartphone. We use a, a maps app and we can travel and, and we can even predict how long it will take from getting to A to B and we will get to B. Um, so this has completely changed. So this augmentation of. Travel has already arrived in our daily life. How will augmentation also affect IT in the future? Will it be more automation? Will it be more what we called RPA? Um, so how does augmentation come into play?
1: So I, I think we see a lot of augmentation already. And, and when we talk about uh, what frequently is then um, positioned as AI ML, so artificial intelligence and machine learning, and sometimes not even as formally seen AI or ML, but it's augmenting. It's augmenting the user in doing things better. When we go to identity, we have augmentation around managing role models or recertification, complex tasks where people struggle with, and technology can augment it. I I, I sometimes feel that, that we would call AI better or spell AI better out as augmenting intelligence instead of artificial intelligence because this. Would way better describe what what is really delivered here, and I see. I think we see this in many areas, and so so my for instance, my expectation for the future of RPA for robotic process automation is not that we say, okay, here is the human doing his or her job, and here is the robot doing that job, but where the sort of the the RPA um, seamlessly integrates into the tasks and supports where, where it's needed, as AI and other elements do. So a way more seamless integration. And this so augmenting by IT, we see it already in manufacturing in several areas where then, then the classes help workers to do their job properly. And we will see definitely more of that uh, where technology really augments the humans, uh, but in a seamless manner, not in a, like most of the RPA, RPA approaches, in a sort of a replacement
0: manner, right. And and you've mentioned that already. And I think that is um, an, another aspect that I want to highlight is really getting away from from siloed solutions, also in enterprise IT, getting to a more connected, to more smart interoperability. Uh, you called it hyper connected and and collaborative. But this is really. Uh, the other term that you mentioned is smart i think breaking up silos and getting to new um, results by combining existing um, systems to a to a greater good uh, that is something that we also should look at So breaking up silos uh, silos and really um, connecting existing uh, solutions for a, a better approach
1: yeah the the art clearly will be to to do this connectivity in a way that works Probably, um, so avoiding that we uh, distribute it by just duplicating. It will be distributing by being able to consume at real time in a still reliable manner, which is the other side. So the more elements you have, the more things can break. The more sources, the more connections you have for your data, the more breakpoints you have. So we need to figure out this um, probably, but when we look at some of the decentralized solutions then they have, um, Sort of this um, distributed, but still uh, highly available, um, sort of in their very nature, li- like a blockchain. So there are approaches um, that that definitely help in doing this, and I think we will see. It has already started. Uh, take all these discussions about smart, smart cities, smart energy, and so on. Uh, we see already a lot of areas where. Um, Technology really integrates with with everything we do, and when you when you have a sort of a relatively new modern vehicle, you always have this augmenting, connected, um, at the end, rather smart um, elements in this vehicle that support you as a driver, um, not only in autonomous driving but ahead of autonomous driving.
0: Right. Your keynote, as you've, as, as you, as you've designed it, was, was a call to action for leaders and decision makers to um, have a look at what is going on in the real world, change, uh, the opportunities that arrive, uh, arise from that, but also how to, to um, revisit business models and how the the way of working together in general by using technologies that are already there and that are currently on the rise? What would be, as a a quick summary, um, this call to action, what would you say to decision-makers, to leaders, as a takeaway from this episode, where to start, what to look at, where to create benefit? I
1: think the point is that there's a lot of technology innovation there. And um, I would say my most important takeaway would be to understand this not as a disruption, not as a challenge, but an opportunity. Um, but also not to to follow blindly every hype, but, but really look at um, changes from a perspective of, okay, w- what does this mean? Um, Can this have an impact? How can I utilize this to um, for for my business, for my organization um, to get better, for delivering better goods, physical or or, uh, uh, digital goods to my customers, my consumers, the citizens. Um, So so tracking um, this innovation and following it and also testing it, thinking about it, um, in a, so encouraging your team to, to look at it, but also to to say, okay, maybe it's not yet there. Maybe it, it is relevant for something different than we saw initially. So also allowing for, for failure and stepping back um, instead of then trying to make something a success where you at some point learn, okay, this was too early, maybe. And I think this is very important for leadership um helping so so fostering innovation. Um but also allowing for failure because innovation means some of these things will never come, some of these things will, will look very differently when they come. Some of these things will come faster, some of these will come slower than expected. And this is I think the leadership task here.
0: Right. So to to sum it up, and we've talked a lot about the EIC keynote, and now I finally want to mention that it's, of course, still available at, on our website. So those who have been at EIC can re, rewatch it and and digest the the insights that you've provided there. Those who have not been at EIC, they can go to coupingacole.com and click the link to the EIC recordings that are available there as well that can be re, rewatched there as a whole. So all five streams are available to to. To, for, for all four days. So there's a lot of lot, lots of material not to read, but to watch uh, with all the slides uh, attached as well. I would highly recommend that. I'm still doing that. I'm still re- watching uh, um, tracks and sessions that I just could not attend because you can do only one at a time. Um, I really highly recommend that. Uh, and you did quite some great um, workshops and, and uh, speeches there as well. So I really recommend the audience to, to go to kupingacool.com. And rewatch that that episode. Um, the insight that you've given here for how to foster innovation is really one of these starting points. Um, anything else that you would like to recommend when rewatching EIC before we close down? Um,
1: I, I think, uh, as you said, um, you can't attend every session. I think there were some, as usual, some really really great keynotes. And um, looking at keynotes always is a good thing. Um, I would recommend for the people who are more on the technology side to look at my talk about um, defining KRIs and KPIs uh, for identity management. Uh, more texting, but a very important one. And may sound boring, but worse to look at.
0: Thanks. And I think that's really correct because KPIs, KRIs can really help you in, yeah, in just doing things better and more efficient, more effectively. Uh, thank you very much, Martin, for being my guest today, for sharing some insight about your EIC keynote and how you look at these changing uh, landscapes that we are acting in. And looking forward to having you soon in uh, another episode of this podcast. Thank you, Martin.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.